Good evening. I'm Holly Frost, and you're watching Channel 6 News. You're headed to Ornaments. The crispiest town ever. And since you're from there, you'll give the story a hometown spin. Holly Winters. Is that you? It's actually Holly Frost now. Where's the ring? It is such a joy to watch these faces jot down what they might like from Santa. And we're out. Drinks, please. Do you want to show me the back of your I wrote Satan by mistake when I was seven. Isn't that how old you were when your parents were hacked to Oh, yeah. Chad, what's going on? A monster took a mare. Look, somebody has to, you know, like, sing from the soul. Shut up! It's a book from a person. Look! It's on, bitch. Welcome back to another edition of the special stocking stuffers of 2022. Uh, As you heard, today's movie is a little different. Except is it? Is it a cozy cardigan Christmas movie that just happens to involve murder? Yes, it is. And while this is a joy and something I do a lot, I still can't do it alone. So I have brought on a special guest. Uh, Not only is this guest very special for being special, for being a talented writer and artist, but also now has a even specialer place in my heart for having introduced me to this movie, Letters to Satan Claus. And with that, welcome Abby Denson. Hello, glad to be here. Oh, we are delighted to have you. Uh, especially because this was your movie pick. Yes, um, and it was actually my first time seeing it. I remember when this came out uh, back in 2020, <laughs> winter of 2020, the depth, the deep depths of the pandemic. Which and, in like um, our years now is like seven years ago, I think, by this point. Yeah, I remember at some point, somehow, some algorithm decided, Abby might like this, and I saw it go by like a trailer online, and I was like, this looks good, except for I didn't have cable, and um, I didn't end up seeing it, and I messaged a friend of mine who did have cable, I was like, oh yeah, how was and he told me it was fun, but I just didn't get to, Mm -hmm. I didn't think about it anymore, but then uh, we were talking about me coming on here, and I was like, hey, I want to see that, Letters to Satan Claus. So uh, we figured it out, and it is mm-hmm. still cable. <laughs> uh, you're, I'm sure going to explain all about that. But um, it is accessible currently legally, at least. And it was, uh, yeah, so I'm really glad that I finally got to see it. Yeah, it w- so I watched it by cable. I did that thing where you, like, just search for a movie on cable, and it's not airing at all. Like, it's not, and I don't know why it's not. It's the sci-fi channel. It's... Honestly, they've gotten, they do have some great new content right now, but it's still the sci-fi channel. Like, they're cramming and, like, pulling, like, Harry Potter marathons every Sunday, which apparently is science fiction. I didn't know that, but sci-fi channel seems to think it is. Um, So you can't just, like, look for it on DVR. You have to look, search for it, and then rent it, but it's a free rental. So you watch it for free, but you have to, like, press a button to save rent. It's very confusing. Uh, It is also, according to Just Watch, it is on FUBU, which I still don't understand what FUBU is, but it says you can watch it there. FUBO? FUBU. Yeah, my my understanding is that if you have like a cable service you can um like i ended up using a cable service with the sci-fi app 
and watching it on demand there, but it still had commercials. But it was worth every mm. commercial. It the spoiler is. Answer. No, so I'm going to spoil one thing. And I, I said to Abby, I'm like, you know, I have one problem with this movie. And the problem is, I wish this episode that we're recording now was like the seventh or eighth episode, because this one is so refreshing and fun and kind of is such a great send-up of the Cozy Cardigan formula that it would have been, like, a good, like... Because what tends to happen is, like, I'll, I'll watch, like, one that will be fun and one that will be rough and another one that will be boring. And then it's, like, my energy starts to fade. And this is a very good, like, lift everything up. Um, but it's, like, early. So now my expectations for everything are, are sky high. It's a pick-me-up. I think my only complaint right now is that there's not a Blu-ray. <laughs> Yeah, on, <laughs> I mean, on. like clearly, the budget for this movie was like I don't know, seventeen Canadian dollars. So it it's not that it would look great on Blu-ray. It's just that I would want to own this and watch this. This is a joy of a movie for people like us. I think. Oh yeah, I think it would be good for parties and get-togethers mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so we'll do a little background and then we'll go into the plot. Uh, this is uh, so it's again an original horror comedy is the easiest way to describe it. I'd say. Uh, directed by Emma Jean Sutherland, who uh, has worked on other Christmas movies as assistant director and, you know, clearly was in the, I think, what do they call it, Canadian Hollywood for a while, working in various capacities. So I think this is their first direct, like, full directorial movie. Uh, And then the screenwriter is Michael Zara, who... uh, uh, is also, yeah, this was his first, I think, full screenplay, first full movie. He's worked again in the industry for a while. Everything about these people sounds delightful and like I want to be their best friends. Yeah. Uh, you you listened to um, an interview with Michael Zara. I read one. What are your kind of takeaways of Michael Zara? Yeah, sounds like a delightful person. And I am hoping that Michael will get more work and then we'll get to enjoy more movies. Yes. <laughs> Cause this is uh, really fantastic. I, I w- it went way beyond my expectation. I would, I knew you were describing it as a horror comedy. I would almost describe it as like a scary movie of ha- Hallmark movie. Like a, like, you know, a scary movie, like, like parody. I like that um, way of looking at kind it. Kind of yeah. like how it's like kind of a parody of the entire genre, mm-hmm. but with a horror comedy, you know, bent. Yep. And it was, it, it had so many great things. And it's also like joyfully queer in many ways as well. Lots of it. Yeah. Lot, lots of it all around, both in like, both Campy. obvious and part of the story. And then I think there's a lot more of that. Like I didn't know of most of the actors are queer and, and like, all, like they're, they're one of the love interests is trans. Like there's all things in there that I just didn't even realize. And that's just really cool. Uh, you talk about like diversity in these movies, and in fairness, the networks are getting better. Uh, we do have more. It's still cookie cutter, but there are more people of color. There is a little bit more non-heterosexuality, even on Hallmark. That's why Candace Cameron Bure started her own network. Fucker. Uh, but this is absolutely like just joyous and very gay feeling. Um, the one interview I read with Michael Zara was one of those things where like immediately you're like, oh, this person in me. Uh, so he talks about like his favorite movies that, int- that really influenced him. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, which is my favorite of Nightmare movies. Mm. Teen Witch, Troop Beverly mm. Hills, and The Little Mermaid. All of which are movies that were formative for me as well. So All good choices. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> and, and apparently he did a like Teen Witch like musical parody with the groundlings and i'm gonna see like i wonder if there's a like video of that anywhere because i'm sure that's a delightful oh yeah uh, 
So why don't we go into the plot of Letters to Satan Claus? Would you like to take a stab? At, <laughs> stab, because they're stabbing. Take a stab. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try. Um, got my Crypt Keeper so on today. there is a, well, as part of your list, there is a female lead possibly in need of a lesson. Holly Winters, a.k.a. Holly Frost. Holly Frost. Um, who is a uh, hard-working work- cutthroat reporter at a TV station and gets sent back to her hometown of ornaments. Mm-hmm. Funny uh, that. It never happens. Christmasiest town ever. Um, it turns out that um, when she... And she really doesn't want to go there. She hates Christmas and it just wants to... But she really wants that promotion, so she's going to do it. Um and it turns out that uh, she's had some flashbacks uh, when she was a kid or something happened to her parents. They got murdered. And it turns out that she had uh, accidentally wrote Satan instead of Santa when she was uh, writing a dear Santa letter to get a present to ask him for a gift. However, she did ask Santa. She was aiming at Santa to get rid of her parents. And it went to Satan. So anyway, her wish got granted. <laughs> In a wonderful way on Christmas morning. Yes, and uh, she goes to town uh, with a handsome, widowed (laughs) cameraman Mm -hmm. who uh, also has a child, Um, and uh, they get, but uh, she's kind of cranky the whole time, meets various townspeople, the the mayor, who is hilarious and has a sash that says mayor on it. um, A red and green sash, of course. Yes, they're all preparing for the Christmas uh, festivities, um, and you meet various hilarious characters. Almost all of them have Christmas-themed names, and uh, there is a lot of really great dialogue, and a lot of, and Satan, she realizes Satan comes, and one of my favorite things is she writes, she gets drunk, which she often is during the story, and she writes another letter to Satan, and she goes, thanks for ruining Christmas, dick. And she, that's in the letter. <laughs> that was, made me laugh really hard. She read the letter and then Satan came back and proceeds to murder everyone around her. Till they in glorious Christmas-themed ways. Yes, in Christmas-themed mm-hmm. ways that are hilarious until uh, just to figure out. And uh, there are more and more love interests that get introduced. And then, <laughs> and uh, that resolves in a great way too. And um, she has to figure out how to get rid of Satan, keep him from killing everyone in the town. Yeah. Uh, and if, because this might be important to people, spoiler alert, it's a happy ending, you could say, right? Every, she, they restore the spirit of Christmas, everybody that's dead comes back, and in the end, she, like, she looks around, because she has her choice now of, of singled widowed dads and everything, <laughs> and she goes for, like, the one that clearly is going to be, like, really good in bed. That's kind of what I got out of that. <laughs> right, she kind of looks around, she's like, I don't know, like, you're kind of lame, you're really square, like, but you, you can dance, so... She totally said you're it. bland, which I thought was she. She called them bland. She did. I, I said I said that bland was the, your actual terminology. It for is. Them. She actually called them bland, and mm-hmm. she went with the only Jewish character, <laughs> 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 which I thought was great. Everything yep. about it, um, it was a total delight, and the ending was it was a totally uplifting movie overall. Even though there are murders in it, <laughs> and it's gory, so it's kind of hilarious. It's it it. it 
walks that line really successfully. And it manages it like it's really so much fun. And we'll go into the details of some of like the weird little things about it. But like as much as it's not pulling punches, like she she is such a, a mean woman and I love her. Like yes. but it's also the movie isn't mean. And it it could be like one of the storylines is that her aunt um, is a baker and lost all this weight. And the way she lost weight is because she thinks of (laughs) this is so great. She now um, she used to always eat her cookies, but now she won't anymore. She pretends the cookies are people. uh, So she doesn't want to eat her children. She doesn't want to eat her children. (laughs) And like you could have fat jokes. Like you could have like there's so many like we've all seen a million horror comedies or and just horror movies in general. And like they can all go a certain way. And this doesn't like somehow it manages to have great cancer jokes and be like funny and upbeat about it without ever being offensive like it it's really a total joy yes they pulled off something amazing and i, I really hope more people will watch this and i, I wish it was more available like i said I, if yeah. there was a, i was honestly looking for a disc so because i yep. would keep it and sh- this is like a repeat watch yeah. And I was laughing out loud the whole Same! Time. Same! <laughs> so if you want a good time, I recommend it. Yeah. It has like a 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. You read what? the reviews. I know. I know. It's terrible. It's. I'm going to have to do that thing where like I log into IMDb once every seven years to leave a 10-star review for something. <laughs> so that will be, that will be my evening. Uh, How it's, dare they? Yeah. It's one of those things where I guess like if you're not the audience for it, it's just not going to make any sense. But it's really clear what it's doing and it's not there have been other parodies of this last year was the comedy central like a klusterfuck christmas which was fun had a lot of really great moments but like honestly this is better <laughs> this yeah this really made me laugh and i don't laugh out loud a lot me neither so and that got me it got me going yeah. uh, movie long it was great so yeah. it's rare so let's dive into our tropes and what, what we expect from these movies. And we get most of it here, even though it is not the typical movie. Uh, first is our female in need of a lesson. And one could argue that Holly certainly needs to learn to... Uh, or, or, or does she? Like, she, she learns things and then she decides, ah, fuck them, I like the way I was. Yeah, I think that, again, like, since it's like a parody of the genre, I think that it worked really well where you had this character that's like really typical of a lead in certain ways mm-hmm. but it's kind of funny because she's almost like in her own thing and everyone's yeah. just uh, the whole town is in its Christmassy happy cloud around her and even when she's nasty to everyone they're kind of like oh whatever <laughs> they cannot kind of move on yes and they uh and she's just like drinking the whole time the whole know? time <laughs> I love it it's very funny um it's almost like if um is it Patsy from AbFab in some, yes. some way yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like stumbled into the situation only she's just kind of like doesn't give a crap about what anyone around her is thinking. She just wants what she wants to do yep. and is a pretty selfish uh, character, but also just sympathetic enough to keep you with mm-hmm. her. So. <laughs> and like kind of, you know, ultimately she's going after what she wants. I, I respect that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that when we get to the love interest. Oh, oh yes, we will. Okay, so number two is our setting, which obviously in this case is a charming small town of ornaments. 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 And I feel like it was probably spelled with an exclamation point. That was such a funny name to me. It was just because like usually it's like you know frosty valley or you know santa cove like it's like no no, just call it fucking ornaments it doesn't sound like a town name that's why it's so funny it's like and like in your mind you're like picturing a map it's like oh yes it's probably surrounded by like 
Candy Caneville and Santa Claus or something because it's just so simple and sometimes the simple joke is the funny one. I tell you, smart. This movie's very smart. Yes, yes. Now, number three is our bland love interest. Uh, typically, in this case, widow dad. We don't get any poor little rich boys, but we do get we get so many. Let's see, because um, I, I don't even think I got them all. First is the cameraman. And this introduction to the cameraman is so great because she gets in her car to meet her cameraman and the music does the thing it does and he's really mm-hmm. good looking. And like she does the like eyebrow thing and then she sees that he has a cross earring mm-hmm. and everything goes down. Mm-hmm. But then she finds out because there's like a picture of a kid and she's like, oh, yeah. that is like, it's my kid. Oh, so you're married. Well, I was. My wife died. Oh, I'm sorry. I have cancer. What kind of cancer? And he just looks at her and shouts, cancer! (laughs) Which, for me, that was when I was sold. That was maybe like 10 minutes in. I'm like, oh, this movie gets it. It gets it. Yeah, and then you have the widowed uh, father with a kid. (laughs) Widowed dad number two. The name, okay, so the the cameraman's name is Cameraman Sam. (laughs) I think there's no last name. Then Chris Pringle is Uh her ex, her ex, who has widowed and has a kid oh my god and we'll we'll his like we'll get to the kid i guess in cloying child yes, but yes. this kid is the greatest part of this movie then you have um the the policeman cole wreath like just everybody's name like wreath yep <laughs> it really made me laugh and then um you also like i think it was do 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 i forgot the uh, there's a th- the well the spoiler the person she ends up with who is and the I jewish waiter right jack goldman Jack Goldman, the only non-Jewish <laughs> right. family in town who are harassed by vaping teens. And the way oh, the vaping the teens way. harass them is they, they without permission, decorate their house. With- <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the biggest crime the cops have to worry about. Yep, those damn vaping Until, say, Until murders, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even the cop, like, we get, like, a hot cop, and he's black. And mm-hmm. at one point, she's like, oh, are you related to this other black character? He's like, why? Because you're black? She's like, yeah, you're the only black people in ta- town. And you have the same last name. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah she's my sister. <laughs> uh, like, that's great. Um, the one thing, I think it's with the widow dad number two, where at one point they kiss. And I think it's, I think he says it. He's like, no, 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 it's too soon. Yeah. And she's like, oh, is it because of your wife? And he's like, no. You're like, oh, right, because we're only an hour in. You, you're not supposed to kiss until the very last scene in these movies. We can't have kissing before then, because then uh, where does it go from there? It's wild. We can't handle that. Mm-hmm. So, again, I feel like that was, like, a little tiny joke that was meant for people that watch these movies. Uh, I didn't pick up on that. I haven't mm-hmm. seen enough of those movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this, the one other character that I, I guess can go, well, I guess that's a sidekick character. Let me just make sure I don't forget. Um, there's a reveal of one of the characters, but he is not a... Uh, romantic character to our main lead. So we'll, we'll get there. No, I loved this too. The oh farmer. John Smith. The farmer. I think mm-hmm. he was, to, me, to my mind, the best looking of all the handsome guys. And that's the thing, like, they are really hot. Like, there's some very good looking men in this movie. It's very pleasant. Yeah. The, the, yeah, we, you can talk about the reveal because that blew my mind. But uh, John Smith, the hot farmer, apple farmer. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll, okay, so we'll keep going because we'll get at, when we get to Sassy Sidekick. I think that's where that goes. Yeah. Uh, so next we have montage and less montages than I would have expected. Cause I think this movie actually had stuff to do. Whereas normally montages are just there to like, Oh no, we're only at the 47 minutes. What do we do? Add a montage, add seven montages. 
Um, I only really clocked one, and it's definitely like a, a like like fun one, making fun of it. And it's the makeover montage where her sister yes, is like yes. curling her hair. So yes, great. yes. So there were two, like that one, and yes. then the much shorter one for the best friend. Yes, which is also they, put, a they were both very short because, yeah. like you said, there's a they they crammed a lot in this movie. Yeah. It was not a situation where they needed to put filler in. Yep, yep. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. There are a lot of characters, but it all works. It does, and it's. I think it's a really interesting thing to realize is that most of these movies utilize the montage. Both for budget reasons, because it's a matter of like, oh, we need to establish time moving and we don't have, we're only, we only have 16 days to film. But also because they just have to fill time. They don't have anything to do in these movies. And this, like, oh no, a montage, okay, we can get one joke in a montage, but we have a lot of other jokes we want to tell. So we'll tell them in the movie. Yeah. Uh, no, number five is our dead parents or dead wife. And we've got, got oodles of them. So many yes. of them. Yes. Love it. Yes. Uh, uh, we did we mention exactly how we find out now? Dead parents is obviously a a long running. No, you theme. should say. You should say. I I love it because it uh it is Christmas morning and her and her sister are like you know just coming down to open presents early and they open the box and what's in the box but their parents fucking heads. Yeah, dismember- <sighs> Satan dismembered their parents and gave the parts to them in boxes. Oh, I love it. It's crazy. There's also a great moment when she's very drunk and when she first meets the hot cops and uh, she's flirting with them. And at one point she says to the cop, I bet your parents are hot too. And he says, they're dead. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, That made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, Number six is our sassy sidekick. And we have quite a few here. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so there is her sister, Cookie. Um, now Cookie doesn't, one thing I was disappointed by, Cookie doesn't wear dangly earrings, Um, but Cookie's hair is, is kind of an earring in the way it is like, right? It's almost like, like the front wispy curls that are like very, working very hard. Um, we have the, her friends. So there's Joy, who is the only other black character in the movie. And then Chad, the baker. Chad Pringle. He's the one like guy really zeroed in on as the sassy sidekick oh and he's great mm-hmm. uh and chad what is great about this one because often this doesn't happen because the movies don't think it's worth it but chad our gay baker gets a ve- gets a real happy ending can you reveal his happy ending yes so we learn that he has a crush on john smith is a the local hot apple farmer who calls him Chatty, which I thought was really cute. <laughs> and um, she, to uh, try to get Sansa to come and save Christmas, wants has to do a good deed. So she, her good deed is she she makes it happen that she kind of gets them to realize, gets them to know they like each other. They they liked each other, but they didn't know each other liked each other. Mm-hmm. So she kind of pushes them along to go on a date. And they start dating immediately, of course. And then they're, one of the things that happened is at the um, climax of the movie is that he reveals that he is Johannes Strudel, the Prince of Makano. <laughs> and, and then he's like, do you mean Monaco? He's like, no, nope, Makano. Nope, 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 no, I do not, sir. I said what I said. Oh, my God. It made me laugh so hard. Yeah. And then they had a big kiss. Yep. And then and Chad's like, like, oh, we've only been, because he's like, will you marry me? Chad's like, we've been yeah. dating for 
like 12 hours? And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, all right, sure. You're a prince. Cool. And he said something that I think was probably a reference to one of these movies, but he was like, oh, the prince finally has his prince or something. <laughs> it sounded like one of those titles yep, where he's yep. like, I had to find my prince. So the prince can have his prince. So that sounds like The a, Christmas prince is, there's like 17 <laughs> variations on the Christmas prince in terms of titles. So it, Yes. Um, that, that reveal also had me laughing out loud. I was so happy. I'm like secret Prince reveal. Cause it's, it, it is not on my bingo card. Cause it's very, it, it's not that it either happens or it doesn't because it's either a Royal movie or it's not a real movie. And that made me very happy. I love they crammed it. Like I was cramming. It doesn't, they, they got it in. They wrote it skillfully yep, in yep. because it was kind of like a lot of other climactic things were going around and romances stuff going on. And uh, the fact that that was just a side character who got like this really great happy mm-hmm. ending. It made me laugh. And I think also it was very much something that like the, the filmmaking team wanted to do was they wanted to make sure there was queer romance in here too. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's there and I, it's, and it's actually a happier ending than like the straight character in this movie. So yeah. Uh, now our, our villain character, which can be an evil woman or it can be a boss. Um, we like, I mean, I guess technically, or it can be Santa who I think in this, I think Santa is non-binary. So it's really, you have like all three types of villains in this movie. Yeah. You have an evil woman cause you have Danica, the mayor who we mentioned, so I was thinking about this because Danica is not a common name. Um, mm-hmm. When you think Danica, is there a name? Is there like one person that comes to mind? I'm not sure offhand. Because you don't watch these Christmas movies. But if you did watch Christmas movies, you'd immediately say, oh, Danica McKellar from The Wonder Years, who's in a bunch of these. And I don't get why, because I think she has very little personality in these movies. But I oh. wondered if that was a reference to her. I'm not sure. That, pro- that might be. Mm-hmm. It I'll might be. It. Um, she also had her, I like her boss at the radio station. Or oh, the Kevin Kevin's. Yeah, he was very funny, though. He it's was definitely great. sexist, but he, he just was like, well, I'm going to fire the, the lead woman because she's pregnant because it makes me uncomfortable. Yes. And you can have her job if you do this. <laughs> so, not exactly a villain, but not exactly a great person. But still fun and, to watch. Yeah, but uh, Mayor Danica was hilarious, and I thought that twist at the that very unexpected romantic twist at the end where – I don't know if we're going to talk about that now or not, but, um, well, uh, well the mayor, yeah. So at the end romance reveal for the, our heroine is that she basically has a chance with all these widowed, handsome guys and the cop, but she decides not to go with any of them. She hooks up with the only Jewish guy in town who can dance. And, uh, also immediately asks Danica and her assistant, uh, slash girlfriend joy for a four-way and that's yeah. and then that's like the happy romantic ending yes as all of these movies should and i mean for all we know they do end that way it's like during the usually these like on hallmark and lifetime the movies end and the credits start playing while the next movie starts but like for all you know the movie's still going on and every movie ends in a four-way who knows yeah who it knows? could be that was amazing and also i i also appreciate that she under no circumstances wanted to have kids. So that was like yep. one big reason why she didn't want to deal with these guys, but then all they were all their, simple, yeah, children. and they were all bland. Yep. <laughs> so yep. she was, like, Nope. Yep. Smart one. <laughs> uh, so number eight is our slapstick. Um, mm-hmm. we, we get a lot of in the beginning, her like walking through town and just banging into everybody with Christmas decorations and presents, which I appreciate. 
Uh, I guess that's most of it. The rest, oh, again. oh, my favorite. Like uh, I think the thing, one of the things that made me laugh the most that I found kind of slapstick was the barista, the teenage <gasps> barista seduction them. and death scene. <gasps> oh, I love them so much. <laughs> These like the teenage side characters who were like the baristas and they had a whole pretty long scene where um the girl's like trying to seduce her uh her co-worker who's, and like who's not um overly and versed in seduction and, and it's hilarious because they're both wearing fake mustaches i think or at least she yeah. is which made it very funny and there were line on here i like definitely wrote down some of these lines because i was good. like this is yeah, yeah. I, I was taking some screenshots nice. while I was watching this, so let me prepare. But she was very uh, not smoothly trying to see. Oh, she she says, now take off that damn apron, you sexy elf. <laughs> <laughs> she, she tried to get him to hook up with her during work hours, which was uh, hard. Uh, it was taking some convincing. But then eventually Satan um, starts playing the Christmas music they were complaining about not liking louder and louder and louder until their ears start bleeding and uh they get killed that way <laughs> glorious. glorious just glorious uh, let's see number nine is the sage old person um now our like the oldest character in in this dies a very unfortunate death and that is her aunt becky um and aunt becky like like many characters in this movie had to had to raise uh our lead because since her parents died um mm-hmm. And yeah, Aunt Becky doesn't get a chance to really give much wisdom because she <laughs> dies by her after she eats her cookies. Who start talking to her and saying, "Why did you kill me?" Um, it's it's glorious, yes. but yeah, we don't we don't get that wisdom, do we? Not not much wisdom. But you have Aunt Becky and you have Santa Claus who appears for like a minute in the end, but that doesn't really. Oh, yeah. oh well, Santa Claus mails them a letter on how to like beat Satan. That's true. But, like, there isn't any in-person Santa Claus wisdom uh, (laughs) giving. But there is a letter. So only Santa, I guess. Yeah. So (laughs) number 10 is Santa Claus. And we do get Santa. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, Santa Claus is more prominent, obviously. But, yes, there is Mm -hmm. a little bit of Santa magic in this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we we hit 9 out of 10. It's it's all good. So on to the bonus rounds. Uh, The first being the absurdly unlimited use of public domain holiday songs. There's a lot, but not nearly as many as I would have expected for considering the little money this movie was clearly made with. Yeah, I actually thought that the the um, score was good because, like, mm-hmm. it had they they did manage to mix things like um, you know sort of spooky sounding yeah. Christmas music. So they had they'd have sort of spooky sounding music, but like with some Christmassy tones or mm-hmm. choral tones, and it actually worked pretty well to have yeah. like Christmas horror soundtrack so i think the score was pretty good but they did have uh one of the cops saying joy to the world yes when he was trying out to go caroling with aunt becky who (gasps) rejected him cruelly and i don't think he should have been rejected i think he should have been allowed to be on the carolers but i guess he didn't need someone in his range at that time but he did do a pretty long uh rendition of joy to the world so good good catch we'd hear that yeah yeah, it's a really good point about the score. Like, it's actually a good score for... A, I'm just so used to these movies just reusing the same score over and over again. But there is actually composing to this movie. Yeah. Uh, there's even one part where at one point I thought, like, ooh, I hope Danny Elfman's not listening, because that sounds exactly like the Edward Scissorhands music. Oh, uh, really? It's that kind of... 
right. you da, know, da, haunting, da, da, da. Yeah. wintry Christmas yep. music, which is appropriate for this, for sure. Yes. And we do get an original song, and I, I'm i going to hunt for it because I would love to find it. Like, right, there's, I don't even know, I didn't get to write enough lyrics down as I watched it, but it's like this weird sort of, like, sexy Santa song where they keep saying, like, put your hat on me, and then the lyrics start to get really, really oh. strange. <laughs> I think it was called Sassy Santa. Sassy Santa? But, okay. Uh, I don't I... remember the lyrics, but I think that might have been the title. <laughs> okay. I am making a note to find it because I need to play that at parties from now on. Uh, number two is our secret family recipe, which isn't, I guess, like the recipe itself isn't. We just get a lot of cookies. Yeah. And Becky has awesome cookies and there are pies and really nice looking desserts. Uh, I wish I had some. But yeah, yeah. They <laughs> look good. Uh, small oh, oh, the small business. <laughs> so I was going to say for the small business in danger, I took note where in the flashback uh, where her parents, the reason they can't get her the gift she wants, which is why she writes a letter to complain to Satan slash Santa. Um, Dad, I believe, mentions the Christmas tree skirt factory closed down. And that was the first time I laughed really loud. Oh, my God. I don't even I didn't even catch that. That's amazing. It was really fast. But it yeah. was like, uh, there, you know, it was a flashback. Your first introduced this town of ornaments yep. and she's with her parents and her dad's like, I'm sorry, but the Christmas tree <laughs> skirt factory closed. <laughs> and I was like, just for the skirts. That's glorious. <laughs> no, that, and that's oh, man, that that's why. This movie is so great because it is the details. Like, and yeah. that's one of my favorite things about like a good joke in a movie where it's not just the big joke. It's like, no, no, no. It's not the Christmas tree farm. It's the Christmas tree skirt farm. Like, it's got to be yeah, that one extra level. Skirt factory. <sighs> yeah, totally. Uh, I don't think there laugh. was product placement, but let's no. talk about our cloying child. <laughs> this the annoying so teenage daughter, Faith, <laughs> another funny name, um, who's her ex's kid, who is generously maybe in her late 20s. Like, actress, yeah, oh, yeah, she's a it. grown woman. They did it on purpose. Or I love it. Like, definitely. They, they cast an adult woman as his teenage daughter, and it was very funny. Oh, it's so great because only, um, only Holly notices it or only Holly, like, addresses the whole like no is like do we not realize that this this weird woman child is like calling you daddy and what is going on here and like nobody else cares nobody else notices it she kind of at one point holly softens and is like okay i'll go with it and then it's finally like no this is fucking weird i loved it so much it made me very happy yes uh obviously we have a lot of holiday theme names um just the fact that like holly changes her name from winters to frost and is very adamant about how important that is and everybody else is like no it's kind of the same all of them yes but i do think that i probably ended like loving johannes strudel the (laughs) prince's name the most that made me laugh so hard johannes strudel just saying that out loud is really funny (laughs) oh Oh, yes. Yes. Best movie ever made. Okay. Uh, number seven, Finding the Perfect Tree. I guess we don't really get too much treeness in here, maybe because of the harsh memories of the Christmas tree skirt factory closing. So we should note that, like, one thing that happens that's, like, one of the major set pieces is that, you know, Satan comes back because she wrote him a nasty letter when she came back to town and, like, repeats what happened with her parents with to every kid in town. When they do a Christmas, uh, they're doing some kind of kids Christmas unwrapping thing on TV, live on TV, yep. and they have a big tree and all the kids in town come and they open 
the gifts and it's all their parents. It's all their parents. Oh, th- yes. That is tree related, but it's not decorating, you know, perfect tree yep. related, but it, it was crazy. Oh, mm-hmm. it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I like, that's one of those things like smile. The movie smile does that. The movie smile isn't great, but like it has like that one scene where you're just like, you're like, Oh no, they're going to open a present and something dead's going to be in there. And I know it's going to be in there. And like, you're waiting for it. I, I love a good present gag reveal. Ah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I'm not sure if it was. I'll say I'm not positive if it was all of their own parents, but basically they opened. It was <laughs> all the opening presents. It's kind of like having a Toys for Tots where comp people came and then they opened the boxes and it's all dismembered body parts. Yep. Oh, it's right. It's not even just heads. It's also like foot and hands and. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> there were. Good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ridiculously elaborate holiday cocktails. Less the cocktails, but more the coffee drinks themselves. Yeah, the hot chocolate peppermint lattes yeah, well, and the hot chocolate festival. But she was drinking a ton of straight from the bottle liquor. Yes, because <laughs> well, like cocktails. she's like, can I just get coffee? They're like, coffee? No, we have peppermint pumpkin mocha mistletoe. Like, yeah, yeah. All, and then when <laughs> the two baristas in town go missing, like nobody else can make coffee at all. Yeah, that was crazy. That <laughs> I was love funny. It. Uh, empty coffee cup acting. I mean, yes, it's definitely there. Uh, there's also empty present acting. We're like uh, giant present handed and they just kind of like twirled around their hand. I, I appreciate that. And wine bottle acting. I lots of that. Lots there of was plaques. a lot of wine bottle mm-hmm. drinking. Definitely. Um, actors trying hard not to take a bite of something on camera. I mean, it's a whole plot point with poor Aunt Becky. Well, I think they went the opposite because like she really ate the cookies she and did. they went close up in on the bloody frosting it was not it was it was gross but in a funny way but they kind of they subverted like so many things this movie subverted that big time this it subverts a lot of the tropes or mocks the tropes so uh and that's why number 11 is canadianisms and the question is like did they lean into it and say like no 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 you're gonna pronounce it a boot not about because they have so much Canadianisms in a lot of the, and because I'm sure most of the cast is probably Canadian, and I wonder if it was like encouraged or just like just not corrected. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not as good at picking that out as. <laughs> so I <laughs> I watched tell. a lot of these in my day. <laughs> uh, and then last number twelve, our warm weather watch. Uh, <laughs> I love when they walk into town, and they're just wearing like sweaters, and it's snowing on them, and they're mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's ornaments, you know. It seems like some kind of magical town. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Ah. So uh, I end this always asking, would you recommend this movie, and who would you recommend it to? I think we. It's clear. It's a. It's number one of all Christmas movies. The best one ever made. Go home, Christmas Story. Your time is over. Yeah. No, I would way prefer to watch this again over Christmas Story. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that again I hope they make a Blu-ray or something this is yeah. definitely something that you can you can buy hopefully one day and, and have it to show your friends annually because it mm-hmm. is very funny and it's very charming and it even though it is gory and about Satan it is extremely heart well heartwarming is not very but it's, it's very uplifting it will lift your mood yeah um, like I don't want to say it's sweet because it's like oh it's not like it has like it's biting but it's joyful i think yeah it's a mood lifter mm-hmm. and um it's especially if you i'm sure i was thinking as i was watching it i was like um you know emily who is like really an expert on these movies is gonna love this because people who watch these yep. you know regularly there's probably a lot like i am not a regular christmas movie viewer so i'm sure there was there were jokes i missed mm-hmm. but um 
but the ones I got, I just loved a lot. And, yeah. and there were so many little touches and so many things, jokes, details. The, the script is just so funny. Yeah. I was laughing out loud a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm keeping my eye out for both the writer and the director. And I think it's like Sci-Fi Channel, which kind of goes up and down in sort of how it's perceived. Like it's had some highs, it's had some lows. I feel like the last few years, some of their original content is really good and interesting and isn't really finding an audience. I think Chucky might change that because Chucky, which is like everything I've ever wanted in life, is a delight and seems to really like, I, I think the ratings are very good. Clearly the like the social media engagement's really high. And like this, I feel like if you like Chucky, you would like this. And uh, like they do other like Santa Jaws, they did I think the same year as us or maybe the year before. And it's like that that similar kind of energy. Um, Astrid and Lily Save the World is a series they did, and I don't know if it got canceled or not. But like the same like lot of queerness, lot of just like weird goofiness, but also like with heart. And there's like a lot of their original content has this kind of attitude. Um, and I don't think they get enough credit for that because I think it's in the middle of so many Harry Potter marathons. So I'll try to watch some more because I, 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 I'm definitely curious to see what else they're doing that might be in this vein. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's so good. And, and I wanted to like, I'll t- I, I, I took note on some of the one-liners I thought were very funny. Yeah. So um, I think there's one she first sees Aunt Becky. I believe she says, why are you dressed like you're about to serve us a fruitcake? <laughs> and that made me laugh. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, there are just a lot of great lines and that you really, people should check it out and it will give you some Christmas cheer and a Hanukkah cheer. It it has no Hanukkah theme, but as someone who's not Christian watching it, I was (laughs) pleased that they had, they, they mentioned that, that people who weren't Christian existed at least. Mm -hmm. So that was good. And that, oh, actually something else that was very funny was, um, the, the one thing that the cops are always uh, worried about in town are the tea and vapor. Va- yep. <laughs> what do you call it? Vapors? Vaporized. <laughs> they're vaping. The vaping teens. The vaping teens. And, and there's a part where the, the sassy sidekick is talking with her because everybody's blaming these vaping teens for what's going on. And um, he's like, well, they don't know it's Christmas time. They're vapists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, that really made me laugh because it's like there's cops there, but the only thing that they're enforcing is like trying to like move the vaping teens along out (laughs) of the the street. You know, (laughs) if that's your town's biggest problem, you're in a pretty good town. Well, they were really not prepared for an onslaught. That that, that is the problem with a town like that. So that was, and we should mention Satan, and it turns out the cast was the same actress as Satan was Santa. Nice, very nice. I, f- I, I saw that, that in the IMDb. <laughs> very nice. I like it. I like it. But yeah, yeah, and and so it, it was pretty cool. But Satan had tons of heavy makeup, so you couldn't really see what yeah. you know was going on. You just heard. Them. <laughs> yes. But it was. I thought it was pretty reasonable makeup for Satan too. Satan I, plus, the makeup, it was, it, was a, it was a it was a look. It was the like again clearly the budget on this movie was not high. You can tell just by and some of that I think is almost. Um, not deliberate in like where they spent and didn't spend, but it had that feeling a little bit of like, it doesn't, nothing feels green screened, which often like these, these can, like it just feels like, no, 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 they're in a room and they just threw up to Christmas decorations and go, you're in set. And, but at the same time, like they clearly, the, the wardrobe and the costumes are very particular. Um, 
whoever did it, I'm sure wasn't working with a lot, but they understood exactly what colors, which characters should be in, the details of, you know, gingerbread buttons and all of that, and even in the makeup of Satan. Like, they they understood how to, with little, make the look correct for what they were trying to do. And it really mm-hmm. works. Like, this is just yeah. so joyful. Yeah, and, and I'll mention some of the kills because I thought it was kind of funny. Yes. There was death by Christmas music. Yep. Death by, and it, they were so upset with the Christmas music, actually, um, one of the victims stuck, stabbed himself in the ear oh, with a right. candy cane. Nice. To try to stop the horrible Christmas music from killing them. Didn't work. Then you have death by cookies, mm-hmm. which was probably the best one, probably yes. one of my favorite. Death by holiday dress. Yeah. And then death by snowman. Death by snowman, because joy is uh the international uh, oh, snowman building champion yes the competitive snowman building that made me laugh a lot too same same that was great yeah. <laughs> uh so everybody check this movie out please it's it's really good and fun and i i hope we have sold it to you by now um abby uh you have exciting things to announce and to tell people about tell us about some of them yes if you so are stocking have... a stuffer stuffing a stocking stuffing a stocking stuffer what could you put in perhaps something that you have stuffed yes. yeah that's so how i goes. actually had two books come out this year Yay. but the, the most recent one is kitty sweet tooth makes a movie which Woo. is a sequel to kitty sweet tooth uh illustrated by the brilliant artist Ugomaru, and it is about a really um cheerful fun and cute cat who is extremely ambitious and in book two it becomes the movie director Yay. and with her and her friends they go in a transforming movie-making vehicle all around, um, like, underwater, into space, and uh, all over the place. And they have all kinds of adventures while they're trying to make a movie. Nice. Um, and it's it was really fun. And I think kids kids and adults will like it. It has movie references just like the first Kitty Sweet Tooth book does. Awesome. And then also I had, um, earlier this year, my other book, Uniquely Japan, came out which is a really cool hardcover book about Japanese cultural topics. Um, So, yes, I did draw Godzilla in it. So I drew that one, and it has um, my photos and my art in it. So uh, check it out. Very cool. Do they find that at your website or at Amazon or at the local independent bookstore? Yeah, you can get them anywhere books are sold uh, at all. Like they're, you know, know, yes, you get Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, all that stuff, but also at your local store. Uh, Books of Wonder, Kinokuniya, and Books Are Magic have signed copies, and I think that they all of them have online ways of getting them. So awesome. if you know those stores, check them out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, been having fun. It's been a busy year. All right. Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for both joining me and for allowing me to watch this movie. I will forever be in your debt on those <laughs> those counts. Oh, well, I, try, I think we have some more taste because I feel like when I've been on the show earlier, when I bring movies, usually uh, you and Christine enjoy the movies. So oh, it makes yes. me happy. Yeah, you're batting a, a good uh, good average right now. So keep it up. <laughs> All right, folks, that is Letters to Satan Claus. Find it wherever you can find things on the Sci-Fi Channel. Find Abby Denson's books wherever you find books. And be very careful. And this is a, a great, if nothing else too, this movie is a great lesson in proofreading your work and making sure that you have edited before sending off any kind of writing. And in this case, it's a letter to Satan Claus. So have at it, folks. Eve, would you like to see something new for the 
My heart beating like a little drummer boy? No. 